Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby League Talks. I'm Keegs, and today I'm joined by... Boys Sports Page, uh, also known as 40, uh, to make it simple for people listening. Um, and it's an absolute honour to be here uh, talking about the great game of rugby with you. Oh, shucks, 40. You're tearing up here, mate. <laughs> well, uh, I just love rugby that much, mate. That's, that's it. Well, we all love our league. Um, yep. You probably didn't. You are probably having a heart attack yesterday. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. It, uh, when they say it went down to the siren, that was literally that game. Uh, and, yes, it was a very controversial call at the end there, but uh, I think we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Have you got your apology ready? I don't think I want to apologize for anything. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. I've been saying all day that I have been wanting to apologize, but now that I look back at it, I've been told some information that has uh, changed my opinion completely. Um, and right, I'll give you that opinion later on. And, uh, uh unfortunately you're just going to have to wait for that. So, yep. Um, um, for those who don't know, 40 is currently wearing a, uh, Cowboys jersey while yeah, I'm wearing my Raiders jersey. Yeah. The, uh, the Enzo Cowboys jersey from this year. Absolutely. The, one of the cleanest jerseys I've ever seen. I agree. And uh, it's the same with the Raiders. Obviously it has to be the same with the Raiders. Yep. Uh, 89 grand final jersey. Got the Warriors yeah. sponsor. So, you know, yep. it's pretty old. Uh, yep, and uh, I just want to say 2022 Premier Jersey, just saying. But, uh, oh, that's okay. Oh, very confident. <laughs> yes, yes, yes very confident. All right. Uh, okay, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll water it down. We'll just say we'll make the finals this year. And that's it. Someone was saying, yeah. oh, Cowboys making finals. Ha, ha, ha. But they're in second. Hello? Are you yes, It's uh, oh, I actually saw this TikTok the other day, and it was, it was a guy like making his pre-season predictions and he had Cowboys wooden spooners. And then after that, it is literally just the latter picture with just Cowboys in second. It's just like, I think you're wrong, mate. Um, well, it was very funny to see that. Pre-season. I did it. I think I did it pre-trials too. So yeah, I had oh. Cowboys 13. So you can go back. You can come through my feed. Cowboys yeah. 13 and I had Raiders 10th. I'm currently right with the Raiders. They are currently sitting Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, but we are just behind wrong. Manly. So, yeah. Mm. Yes. How um, about Cowboys? I, I, They're up against your favorite player, your favorite player currently in Ben Hunt. Oh, that's the God, the God among men. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. what uh, still one of the things I'm going to say about Ben Hunt. Oh, really, mate. I, I loved that game. Absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorites, all time favorite. But um, I've got to tell you what. Benton Hunt literally took being a slippery halfback literally by scoring his first try. He he slips down, he dug he ducks a tackle pretty much from the yeah. winger for Manly. And he just goes and takes two players on and scores that try. I was, I was absolutely shocked when I saw it. I was holy crap, you know, this, this is ridiculous. Um and then How about we start with the Dragons versus uh Manly game and then we'll go into Broncos versus yeah. Heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you said, it was vet, wet river footy. You know, I don't like playing yeah. wet river footy because I don't want to do my no, I think I think not a lot of people do. No, like, um, this game was a bit full of errors, I would say. Full of errors. Yeah, um, it was. However, I thought this game went 
the complete opposite the way it would have gone because in my opinion, the Manly Ford pack is solid. However, what is like keeping that Ford pack together is Jack Trebojevic, Jerbo. So with him ruled out because of illness, uh, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was, uh, COVID per se, but I know it was illness. Yeah. They looked very sluggish through the middle, uh, and defensively, they weren't the greatest. Like, you know, we can see since 2018, I think it was, Jake Dubovic has only missed one tackle in the set of origin. Um, whereas this time around, you look at Jake, you know, he hasn't been the best this year, you know, uh, I think he has only made a couple tackle breaks, maybe not even one, but you can see the, you can really see what he does. He's a link between Fawn and DCE. Uh, he's a hard worker through the middle. He'll get you meters if he needs, if you need him to, but also Lachlan Croker at dummy half, you know, you had Walker in there at, at the start, but the thing about Walker is he is that 14. He's always going to be that 14th and when Manly bring him on, it's usually when they have momentum through the middle, which allow him to like speed through, you know, um, play, get quick play the balls for Manly still, do some runs, gain some meters, but you just saw him, he had to do a lot more work when he was on the field, you know, um, did, did you see anything like that? Like, um, I'm just looking down at my notes here. I wrote down, like, towards the back end of the game, well, uh, it was nine minutes, I think, Dragon scored the last try to put it 20-6. to six. I just remember thinking to myself, um, I mean, obviously you got Tom, Tom here, Tommy Turbo, you know, he's obviously the biggest key player for Manly, and he's been out for a while. Obviously, Garrick's filled that role at fullback pretty well. Um, and I thought as well that the forward pack was doing really well for a while there. And as you said, Jerbo, uh, uh, he's, he's you know, doing his job as everyone should in there in the forward pack. And uh, knowing, you know, me being a prop from you know back in the day, that was our job was to just you know keep our our line and, and do our job and tuck our head in and just do the hard hard yards to get the the pretty plays out pretty much in the back end of the plays. And um, I thought Jake, you know, over the past few rounds when I've been watching him, he's great like that. He can really set you up in great field position, uh, position, sorry. Um, and oh, he was lacking, well, not really, but like the, the Manly team was lacking that. They didn't have that momentum or that motivation to really push through and bust through the line to be able to put Foran or DC in a better position to, you know, set up the backs and make pretty plays practically. And it was pretty sad to see because City was a great club and they've got great forwards, um, but that was missing, uh, unfortunately. And they've, it's it's tough to say. I mean, next week they may pull a complete shocker on us and, you know, absolutely dominate and put 42 on whoever they're versing. But uh, chooks. It, it comes down. Sorry? They're versing Chooks. Uh, I'll go six on them, Chooks. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but like it's it's one bad game. 
Um, I don't see any manly decline as such. Like, um, we'll, we'll talk about the other club who's on a decline, but um, I think if they get the forward pack to try and keep that same motivational momentum, if for situations where Jake's out, they can put them in and say, right, do the jobs and fill his shoes that he does. If they can do that, they will be consistent. That That is guaranteed. But they can't keep relying on just the one player to connect them all. It is it is too dangerous of a game and, and rugby league. Uh, you can't do that at all. So, yeah, that, that's my take on it. Um, I, I 100% yeah. agree with that. Like, you can't just put it down to one player. Um, Manly yeah. have been inconsistent all year, you know. Um, it's now three years in a row that, from my knowledge, um, that they have lost the first three um, games of the season. And their first win always comes down to a field goal. Yep. Um, you know, start of the season, long gone now. We can all see that. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, but now you're in the back end of the season. You have to be consistent. You know, mainly you can't yeah. fight. Fights. You know, <laughs> last year they were fourth. They've fallen five spots within a year. And sure, yeah, they don't have turbo. Yeah. Like you said, you have Ruben Garrick there. He's, he's filled that spot perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yep. But DCE, um, I think him and Fawn have been, you know, arguably the two best players for that side this year, in my opinion. And others yep. may disagree because, oh, Fawn's not the flashiest player. Uh, and neither is yep. DCE at times. But, you know, if you have a look in the early rounds of the season, DCE was first receiver. He was running onto the ball. He was there. He was showing the effort. Whereas yep. Fallen, I, I put out a post uh, on Monday saying yep. Fallen will be the key to unlocking David Fafida next year when he goes to Titans. Yeah. Yep. And there's a try against Storm a couple of weeks ago from Fallen uh, that Fallen was involved in. You know, he, he digs deep into the line, Fallen. And he forces second rowers to go deep into their heels. And when you go deep into yep. your heels, you fix your spot on the line and you don't yep. typically move. So you're just stuck there. Fawn saw that and he throws a cutout pass to his winger. The winger scores, you know? I, I think Fawn, uh, Kieran Fawn will definitely be a player to remember. Uh, he may not be an immortal. He may be, but. Um, he can definitely be, yeah, he can definitely be up there with some of the greats, you know, um, and the person who is replacing him next year is said to be Josh Schuster. Um, Josh Schuster, uh, he was pretty good last year. Uh, when he came back from injury, he was that spark in attack that the manly needed it at times. But what really needs to happen if Schuster's going to go into this five, eight Jersey, the one thing he needs to get rid of is these errors. You know, he had two back. He had two back-to-back errors in that game. You know, if you're playing half, I know he's playing second row at the moment, but if you're playing half next year and you come up with two back-to-back errors, that, that's going to make them cre- people question it. And the pressure is going to fall on you. You know, yeah. I guarantee that Manly have a good developmental system. I, I think they do. Uh, there's been some good players coming out of it. Maybe they need to build on it. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with Jersey Flag or knock-on effect as of late, but uh, typically when you're a young half, there's people knocking on your door for an opportunity. And at any time, your your jersey can be taken away from you. Uh, 
Jacob, who's not here today, he would definitely say Jake Clifford is a prime example of that. You know, uh, oh, yeah. I know that one of the best players in the first two rounds and he hasn't played in several weeks. You know, it's Milford and Clune at the moment for nights, but, yep. um, let's put down a note here. DC, people call him the Michael Jordan of rugby league. I don't know. Maybe he is. Not in my opinion. Forty knows a lot more about basketball than I do. Um, but DC, this is going to be sad, so nerdy, but DC's catch to kick ratio, how fast that is, isn't, is really good. It's, it's what makes DC a great half, you know, uh, you can throw DC a Raywood pass, you know, over his head. He catches that and he kicks straight away. That's how good he is at like kicking. Like he, um, a lot of the games mainly have run come from his kicking. Uh, he kicked over 700 meters against the Raiders a couple, uh, like round four of the season. And when he played origin a couple of weeks ago, you know, they were kicking early and they were building pressure from his early kicks. And that's what really, that's what New South Wales struggled against. You know, we saw it was a turning point in that game when DCU puts an early kick and everyone chases that. And then Crichton does a dumbass offload. I'm like, not yeah. and then Queensland come up with the ball and they get a drop out from that kick and from that offload. Um, and also you mentioned that kicking there in origin. I think what also solidified it as well was Cherry Evans putting that, uh, I believe it was a 40-20 yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, that was or, 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 I don't know. If, oh, it was, uh, it was Tupo that just tried to grab it and he touched it and it went out. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't a very big DCE fan leading into origin. <laughs> always, I've always uh, disliked how he, he caved under pressure and this season i've been watching him very closely and uh i tell you what i was uh, i take back everything we said against that, that bloke he's absolutely amazing um and he, he showed me that you can handle pressure in that origin game three he really did um and and when he went back to manly it, it he's a completely different bloke for them like he puts on that maroon jersey he's he's a different bloke you know he's a leader of that team not saying he's not a leader at Seagulls, but when he goes back there, he's also like one of the, I don't know how he's describing, but he's also like one of the the boys, I guess. Like he sort of steps back as a leader and lets like others try and take over a little bit. But yeah. when he needs to and when they call on him, he takes it on and he absolutely takes it on brilliantly. And uh, I think that's what Seagulls and uh, I guess Queensland as well love about him is that he does that to, uh, to the team and it brings everyone in. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and I think I, I actually didn't think about that, you know, 40 where, when he goes back to see, cause you know, you have Gerbo, you have Kieran Thorne and you have Tommy Turbo when he is playing, um, yep. that step up, uh, now that we look like we mentioned the 40, 20, that really changed the game for state of origin. Uh, that was Ben Hunt, I believe, uh, if I remember yep. correctly. Ben Hunt. Yeah. Damn, he's good. I like people oh. hate on him for so long. That drop ball in the 15 grand final. Yeah. Now people have a look at him. It's like, holy shit, this guy is kind of underrated at this point. And now everyone's yes. on it. 
Um, I've, I've always been a Ben Hunt fan. Absolutely loved the guy. And uh, I'll admit it was a bit tormenting the 2015 grand final when he dropped it. And I'm also going like, yes, the Cowboys are about to win this, but it's also like Ben Hunt's about to be crucified for this. And, and for years, for years he has been, he's always been shadowed by that drop ball. And then that origin game, he absolutely brought himself back. That was his redemption game. And he absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And, uh, he just, he took the game on by his hands, literally just carried it through and, and, Put the try down, basically. I guess is the uh, correct analogy. But um, when he when he went back to Dragons, I thought, oh, is he going to go back into a slump? But I don't know what Billy Slater has done to him. I don't know what they put in his drinks. But I tell you what, he's gone back to Dragons, a completely different bloke, and um, he's he's really been absolutely terrific for them. And when you talk about DC at Eagles, as I said, he, he brings everyone in. And Hunt, he doesn't do that. He takes it on himself. And yeah. I think now that's because he's got confidence and he's he's ready to just burst out of every game. And um, and that was great to see. Like, yeah, he really worked well with everyone else. He gelled perfectly with everyone else. But he was also the guy that stood out, even though, like, he was, you know, working with everyone. He was always the, the spotlight guy for the Dragons in that game. And, Oh, that's what I love is that he's gotten his confidence back and he's able to be the, the spotlight guy for the Dragons. And, um, yeah, he's he's a terrific player. and I love watching the Dragons. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, last year was a big blow to the Dragons. You know, they were doing pretty good. They were in the top six, I believe, at one step. Yeah, they were. They were top six. And then the yep. fucking barbecue happened. You know, that barbecue ruined their career. Um <laughs> There, I think it was Ben Hunt who said this. It, I, there's over two people who said this. It was either Ben Hunt or Cody Ramsey, in my opinion. Um, they said they were ashamed to be a dragon at that point after the barbecue. And I'm like, holy shit. That shows that there's no leadership at that place. Like, you know, did Hunt even know about that barbecue? Who knows? I, I, I've forgotten it. It was like 12 months ago. It's still a good joke to say it, Ben. But... <laughs> You know, Hunt, I think Hunt took that personally. It's like, it was an attack on himself as a leader, as a captain. Yep. He was a, yeah. at the club, at the fans, you know, they had, he had to be paid out. You know, everyone had a big thing to do. Um, and really, I think the main issue with the Dragons at the moment is, yeah, they're doing really good. You know, Hunt and Hastings, they touched the ball a lot playing at halfback, you know. There's times when uh, Hunt will switch sides. Like he'll he'll go to the left side and Moan will switch to the right side uh, for Dragons. Yeah. But what really needs to change with the Dragons is some players still have that mentality. It's like, I can do whatever I want. I play for I play in the NRL. Um, yeah. You know, I don't play in the NRL. We all know this. But, you know, anyone who has common sense looks at that and goes, mate, you're a dickhead. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, mm. You know, I think Josh McGuire was one bloke. I think uh, Josh McGuire doesn't have the greatest reputation in the league. He has a big mouth on him. Uh, he's leaving yeah. for Warrington Wolves at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. Another thing, this kid has a lot. Like, this bloke has a lot of potential. He, like, he, he could be one of the best centers in the coming years. And that's Zach yeah. Max. You know, Zach is yeah. really good. But yeah. what really frustrates me is, like, Zach... Screw your head on. 
Like he'll throw a flat pass. Yeah. And it will either go out of touch because the person wasn't there and it wasn't done properly. Or it will go over their head. So, you know, it has its positives and negatives. Like he's a really good passer in that regard. Yeah. But he needs to pick his times. You know, Mm. communicate with your outside winner. Here we go, doesn't know if you're going to throw now a flick pass at the back. You know, like, sure, he should be there at times to support, but he, he needs to know sometimes as well. You need yeah. that communication. Uh, you know, and it's flashy stuff that uh, Lomax is doing. So maybe he's trying to get the highlight reel, but really it's what's... He needs to look at it himself first and be like, okay, yeah. you know, calm down. Um, there was a... Uh, what was it? Fletch and Hindy, a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, they do that interview segment with like the players on the Thursday yeah. night yep. and, uh, he's like, oh, who's the biggest dickhead at the club? And Lomax immediately says Matt Dufty. He's like, okay, yeah, Matt Dufty's left now. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, you were also at the barbecue. Oh, and also a comment that was probably, oh, okay. It was, oh, who snitched? It's like, oh, we're entitled to do this. Like who snitched? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't realize he's done the wrong thing there. So maybe he yeah. needs to mature a yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, with, with Lomax, he's a great center. He, he has all the tools in the bag practically to be, become, uh, a great center for, for the dragons and, and the future of the dragons as well. And as you said, it's, it's maturity with him. Um, he really needs to, as he said, screw his head on, uh, look at things in a different way than he has been, I think, as well. And, and also another great point you brought up as well is he looks for things that try and put him in the highlight reel. He needs to stop thinking about that. He needs to start thinking, is this going to put us over the try line to potentially put us in in front or, or bring back this, uh, this you know, downfall that we're in in this game? You know, we've got 24 on us. Is this going to bring us back into it? Uh, or is this going to win us the game practically? He needs to start thinking that way instead of thinking, oh, is this going to look good on, on NRL highlights of round 24 or whatever it is? With Lomax, he, it's hard to say, but some games he likes to just grab the ball, tuck it under his shoulder and run it himself and he doesn't need the winger. And sometimes that can be very costly because if he does that, you can see like either, uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, Ravawala, is it? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. He's he's usually there, and Zach Lomax has got three blokes on him. He's got the winger drawn in. He's got the center, and he's either got the the half back or, or the second row in. Yeah. yeah, and he's usually got the ball tucked out in an open space, and he could just pick that ball out, put it into Rever Wallace's hands, and go for a try. And he does do that sometimes, but in these mindsets, when he's got when he just wants to run the ball himself. That's when he just chooses to be a ball pog and not give it to his teammate. And he thinks, I'm going to do it all because I'm the best player on this team. And or whatever his mentality is, that needs to completely change. He needs to get rid of that. Look at Ben Hunt, for example. I love the bloke. <laughs> I keep talking about him. But um, Lomax, Lomax needs to look at him. Yeah. Uh, probably not Josh McGuire. But look at the older blokes in the team, the, the leaders as well, and, and really go, what's their mentality that's, so different to mine and what makes them better than me yeah. and try and get up on their level and that way you can start doing those mistakes and people just go oh you know what so he's having a bad day whereas instead now 
every time he's doing that, people are just absolutely caning him for whatever he's doing. And I think if he just does that quick little turnaround in his mind, gets it all fixed on straight and, and is able to turn around his playing ability as well, he'll be he'll easily be one of the best centers. Easily. Easily be one of the best centers in the NRL. Uh, or anywhere, uh, even Dragons as well. Like, I mean, he's got a little competition on the wings. You know, Cody Ramsey's doing very well. Uh, he's another there. bloke. Yeah, he's, he's doing incredibly well. Uh, Ramsey, I, I thought at first when I saw that he shifted back to fullback, I was quite concerned. And I thought, oh, I don't know if this is the best move for him. But I tell you what, he's just absolutely proved me wrong. He's oh, been yeah. the key for the Dragons as well. And he's. He's been practically Ben Hunter on hand man. Um, maybe Lomax can do that, or even Lomax could take over Ben Hunt and and be that sort of guy. If Ben Hunt decides to leave or retire or whatever he decides to do, I guarantee Lomax within the next few years could easily be the guy for the Dragons. But that's all depending on if he changes his attitude and his mindset. Um, so that that's a big gamble, you know. People... People can change. People don't like to change. I don't know what it is with him, but um, he really needs to to consider a lot of things and uh, yeah, get in the right headset. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, we'll move yeah. on now. You know that that was a yeah, yeah really good forty. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was just rambling on a bit. Broncos <laughs> and power matter. Um, oh, had us. You know, we had a little talk to. Like, we have a mutual friend, Chris. Um, and he goes to me Friday morning, you were right. I'm like, about what? Just eels are consistently inconsistent. Oh yes. Thank you. You know, I know. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. not to like really, he looking into us eels. Fuck me, dad. They have, they have the roster 40, you know, they can easily oh. go in there and be a top four side. And oh, man. You're it, final footy. But they're never going to do that if they mm. continue being inconsistent, you know. Oh, we haven't run a Premier League yeah. in 36 years. It's our year. Yeah. Mate, you're not showing it. You are not showing mm. it. I see mm. your halfback and your fullback ringing to the ref every time something go, doesn't go oh. great. You know, that mentality. You know, yeah, you can winch. You can winch. 100% you can winch. Yeah. Especially... If it's like, you can argue it. Like you can say, hey, why, why is this yeah. happening? Appeal it, yeah. That mentality is like, just get your head, just cop it on the chin, get mm. back to it, do what you need, get the job done that first needs to be finished. Yeah. And focus on the job mm. that needs to be done to finish the game. Yep. Yeah. You, know, you have some of the best spine players in your top side. You have Marnie, mm. who's back at full strength. You know, he's playing really good footy. Bulldogs, you know. Love having that yeah. him there next year. Oh. Uh, I've got with it. Sorry, you go. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry for cutting you out there, but um, I, look, I am um, a sister-in-law is a massive para fan. I have an uncle who's a massive para fan, and it's always the same thing with them every year. It's going to be, are you going to make the finals this year or not? I'll tell you right now, they're not making the finals this year, but the way they're performing, they are just, as you said, so inconsistent. That it's like rolling in a, a, it's like tossing a coin right now. It's a 50-50 chance if they're either going to win or absolutely get blown out. And um, as you said, 
they've got a great spine. Dylan Brown, um, Mitchell Moses, Clint Gutherson, Marnie. I absolutely love him. That hooker is, is one of my favourite hookers right now. I think we need to also talk about another aspect of that roster, and I think that's the forward pack. Mm. You've got some great talent there. You may be losing one of them to the Tigers. He, he, that's still a bit... Oh, yeah, that's a bit... Right he, he, either, he might either flip back or, or I don't know what's going on there. But I want to talk about one guy and one guy that stands out to me every time they're inconsistent. And he's not. He is consistent for this team. And that is Sean Lee. He has been absolute... Okay. For me. I, I don't think he's getting talked about enough. And I just want to read out some stats here. Two try assists, right? And I'll get to one of them plays that led to a try assist. 61 post-contact meters, three offloads and 35 tackles. And then he also had to put a cherry on top, which was 153 run meters. That is incredible for a second rower. Now, the play, one of the offloads, sorry, is what led to the try assist. One of the plays, though, they use Sean Lane incredibly well. And I'm going to try and... <laughs> talk you through this play so Marnie gets the ball from the the play the ball obviously he goes out he gets the decoy to run in for like a an LJ practically he runs that in he's also got um junior ball 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 sorry I always butcher last names at some point especially but he also passes it to him he spins around puts his back towards the defense and I hate him forwards do this by the way but in this case it worked brilliantly turns his back to them pops the ball up Marnie comes in grabs it he then cuts it all the way out he, oh, sorry he draws in Reynolds mm-hmm. who had to do like the splits to be able to get over to Marnie <laughs> he gets there he gets to Marnie he passes it to Mitchell Moses Moses draws in another defender then he's got the quick ball past the ball to Clint Gutherson Gutherson's brought in another defender and he's got Open, he's brought in the winger, sorry, and he's just passed it perfectly to Sean Lane, who is an absolute heaven with just open space in front of him. And he could have chosen the score, but he did the right thing in passing off to uh, Waka Blake. I don't yeah, know if yeah, that's yeah, how he says yeah. it, isn't it? Um, yeah, he passed it off him. He gets the try. And that was an incredible play. When I watched it, I thought that, that is a great play. And they need to be using more plays like that, utilizing everyone's talents. Yeah. Um, they love the. Their forwards, their core cool forwards, their lock and their two props. Oh, they love the ball play. Yep. Oh, they do. And um, I just want to say they need to be using these sorts of plays. They need to be getting everyone involved. That was a that was a team player up there. That was everyone in it. They need to be using that every single week because they've got that talent to be able to just hammer it like, and, in and be able to just score points off that. 100%. And if they did that, if they did that, you know, this is a big call. If they did that, they could very well be Penrith. This is how good their time Yeah, but is. they beat Penrith a they couple of times. They could rival Penrith. They beat Penrith. Yeah, I know they beat them. But I mean, like, yeah. they were to go to, they were to go to the grand final and pull out these players against Penrith. Mm-hmm. I could tell you right now, they could do it and, and do the premiership trip. But if they keep going like this, no way in hell do they have a crack at, uh, at making the finals. And... Big question. Were you aware that Penrith and Parramatta play each other this Friday night? No, I was not. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, yeah. well. I'm also going to read it. So I was having a look because 
I was looking at yep. the Raiders um, and their run home. I was like, fuck, we're 10th. We need a good run home. And oh, I, yeah. I looked at the Eels. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Um, this week, Penrith. Next week, they have, can't, they have, sorry. Where are you? They have Manly. So Penrith, Manly, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, Broncos again. And then Storm. Is that not the worst run home you could possibly face? Oh, I'm just thinking right now. I've just, I'm going to have to swallow my words now. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's a terrible run home. It really is. So. Could really. An upside of that is they can. Uh, currently, four points separates Eels and Roosters. And they're seventh and eighth. So. Okay. Really. You're looking at that four, five, and six, that can change. Seven and eight, that can change. Um, but really, you have three to you have five teams that are pushing for those last two spots, and that's Eels, Roosters, Manly, Raiders, and Dragons. Yeah. Dragons have the best run home, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I'll have to talk about that later on I mean, they have the best home they have Titans yep. they have Penrith eh so not so good so yeah Dragons uh Newcastle Manly and West Tigers have finished them off the season yeah, that's um it's a building but they yeah it's doable yeah, but um, back to Para, I think their run home is is tough. That is oh, okay. Um, I do just want to quickly talk about this before we talk about the run home. I just want to see say how good it is that Mike Sivo is finally back to having confidence because it is so good to see that bloke just playing footy again. He is an absolute monster last year. Um, was it last year? Yeah, before he didn't say yeah. yeah, this time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just want to see him put Tedesco on his ass again. Um, <laughs> yeah, Flynn uh, doesn't like Tedesco, just so you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, not a very big fan of him. He's, just, uh, he's too good. You know, I can't like him. Um, but, no, Sivo is incredible. Um, great to see him back. I think that's what he was missing a bit this year was a bit of Sivo action. I don't know. Do you agree with that or not? I do. I think, you know, Sivo, yep. he's like the... the the Parramatta version of Brian Toro, just a bit thicker. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit and a, a lot more headstrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that run home, you got Penrith next, or oh, this Friday, sorry. Um, I, I wish I had said that they could beat Penrith now because that's a, that's a big challenge now that I look at it. But that that is obviously if they're consistent with those sorts of plays, getting them involved, if they do that, they're in for sure. Yeah. Look, look, mate, look what happened with the Sharks, you know? Oh, yeah. The Sharks had yeah. had them by the ropes at some, at some stage. Yeah. Is it, you know, they, they had rattled Penrith. They had yeah. much pressure on them. And if you know me, mm. uh, not me, sorry, Parramatta can do that this Friday. Yeah. Kick early, kick the corners, box kicks. You know, yeah. you get, you get five blokes on Brian Toho from mm. a jail kick. Yeah. Like, it's going to be hard for him to get out. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's Triton there this weekend because yes, yeah, they're a bit of a head clash. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that later. But um, with with what you said as well, Moses and Brown can do it. We've seen it last year. Those two working together is a perfect pair. But they've been missing that this year. I don't know whether it is because of the shift out to centers for Brown, and that's what's muddled up the the connection between the two. At some points, yeah. ever since Brown has yeah, yeah, ever since Brown has come back in six, it seems a little bit off to me between Moses and Brown. Mm, um, some points, yeah, yeah. At some points, yeah, they can be. They are very good together. Obviously, we've seen that. But um, when I watch it, there's a little bit of like, like when they try and have the two halves on the same side to make a play, there's a little bit, bit of confusion as to who's going to be the first receiver and the second receiver. And they always sort of like clash on that. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, who's going to try and get the, the try and be the, the guy to celebrate? Now, I don't know if that's the case or not, but um, if those two stay consistent, and, and I think that's the biggest problem with Paris consistency. If those two can work together, and, and same with Gutherson, if they can all, with those three, the Holy Trinity or Paramount, those three can work together and push forward with Para, they'll be unstoppable against Penrith. But then you also have to flip the switch and go over to defensive side. They need to shut down Toto. They need to shut down Dylan Edwards and Yao. Oh, Yao, sorry. They yeah. need to shut down those three. Now, I didn't say Cleary for a reason. You can't stop that man. You can if you're in a state of origin game and you have the best players in your state. But you can't if you're playing Ben Hunt footy. Yeah, Ben Hunt is uh, Nathan Cleary's dad. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with Para, I can see them putting someone on Cleary and that's going to be their biggest mistake. You cannot let that someone go targeting at Cleary because he's just going to, all he's going to see is not the bloke charging at him, but open space to put a little grabber in or a little chip over to go straight out to the wings or Dylan Edwards or someone. It, and you can't do that. You need to be able to, yeah, go up as a line against Cleary, but I think you need to shut down his, his cornerstones, basically. So Toto, yeah, and, and Dylan Edwards, they're all the players that he needs to be good. I'm not saying Lua either because I hate that bloke. Um, oh, okay. But... So I have something to say about Lua. <laughs> And you, yeah. you put a, you know, good point about clearly, you know, clearly yeah. he can play on the front foot. He can play at the back foot. It's not real. Yeah. He's really good. Obviously yeah. he, he nearly won to Daddy M twice two years ago, yeah. but yeah. You know, the thing about Luai, we've seen him in the games when he's got pressure on him. He, he can't play on the back foot. In my opinion, you know, in origin game yeah. three, he was on the back yeah. foot nearly the entire game. He couldn't do a single thing at some stages. Um, yeah. You know, and even Bray Fenister said it. He's not. A, he's not. A, he's not a back foot player. He's a front foot player. Nah. He'll play. He plays yeah. what's in front of. He plays exactly. When things are going his way, and I, mm. I, that was a great point. And I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, that may be yeah. my Queensland bias coming through, but you know, I think if you've got a, 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 pun? Yeah. I think if you got a New South Wales half or a legendary half. Or, or a fullback wherever he used to play. Um, if you got him saying that about Luai, you know it's pretty correct because that's that's a fair assessment of Luai. Yeah. I think we saw that with his Luai's try against Sharks. He took the opportunity on and he took it on well. 
but that was because he was going forward and and nothing was really going against him. He had no force against him. I think maybe that's what let the Sharks down as well. But um, mm-hmm. we're going very off topic. We're talking about Penrith. Um, but if Parrick yeah, can put the pressure on all the other cornerstones that makes Cleary for assist machine, yeah. great, you're doing a great job. But if you're thinking, let's shut down Cleary, you, your game's over practically already. Before you even hit the field, that game plan's gone. You cannot do that to a player as good as Cleary. Um, look, Para need a lot of things to go their way. Um, they need to stay consistent this home run, as we've been saying this whole time. Yeah. Um, but I think that's enough about Paramount, don't you say? I yeah, think I think we should move on. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about the Broncos on. The yes. Um, I want to do some stuff with the Broncos this week. Yeah, yeah. We'll yep. go into... Fuck, this was disappointing to watch, honestly. Knights versus um, Roosters. You know, KP, yep. he's had three head clashes within the last six weeks. That's two weeks. A head clash every two weeks on average. Uh, yep. Reports have been saying, there's, there's been contradicting reports. Oh, he's out for the season. Oh, he's, he's got to see a specialist for first. Yep. You know, he's, he said he has to see a specialist, but like a lot of reports saying, oh, he's done for the season. And, yep. you know, if yep. you're having... A head clash every two weeks. Blokes are While wearing a headgear. You know, yeah. this is dangerous for Newcastle. They have to be careful here. You play him oh, yeah. at yeah. any stage, you know, mm. I, don't, I just don't think you should do it. You know, yeah, sure, they're in, they're in the race to not be wooden spooners, yep. but mm. your season's already a disaster. Yeah. Look forward to next year, you know, playing for next year now. Mm. You know, yeah. if I'm Gold Coast, if I'm Bulldogs, if I'm Newcastle, yeah, you win game, try and win as many games as you can. But like, mainly focus on what you're doing next soon. Like, um, yeah. that we all see what hasn't and what has gone their way. But you know, losing KP first eight minutes, that's just that's not good at all. You know, not only does it wreck their attack. With Milford having to go into fullback, which by the way, Milford going back to fullback was a sight to see, in my opinion. But yeah, it doesn't help anyone. You know, yeah, KP is a special player. You can't replicate what KP can do. Yeah, with another bloke, you know, Milford is isn't going to attack the short side. He's he's going to play the ball through the middle of my I think. You know, at times Milford relies on KP to be there at the short side so he can play third yep. receiver and then skip and pass KP. He skips through mm-hmm. the third and fourth descent defender and like gets his second rower or his center in there. Um, you know, honestly, we've seen, we can see what the attack can do, um, from Newcastle and cool. You got Joey Johns there doing your attack, but. Who, who are you bringing in this preseason to help with defense? Yeah. I don't know what Danny Bedeus is doing anymore. Um, maybe you see what he's doing. I don't, is he at the club? I don't know. Um, but yeah, defense is, defense has got to be yeah. main. Oh, yeah. The main topic of the preseason coming up. Yeah. Well, um, oh, I don't want to be, no offense to your co-star here, Jacob. I don't want to go on a rant. Uh, 
like Luke Brooks or anything about that. But I just want to talk about the coach. And now I know you always, well, everyone says it's not the coach's fault. Week in and week out when you lose, it's it's usually your players. But in this case, I want to just talk about Adam O'Brien because we talk about power and the talent they have. Let's also look at Knights. They have some unbelievable talent sitting there. I mean, their forward pack, you've got Tyson Vizel, the Safidi brothers. Uh, you've got Lachlan Fitzgibbon. You've got David Clemmer. Uh, you've got Barnett and Braley. Uh, I include hookers in my forward packs, by the way. Um, you got that sitting there for you. That is a solid forward pack, and you should be able to put momentum into your forward pack and just absolutely drive your team up to wherever you want on the field. That is an incredible forward pack. I, I love seeing them play, but this year they've just been all over the shop. They're disastrous. They have no defense. They have no nothing. But does Adam O'Brien do anything with that? That's my question. Is he is he going to the forward and saying, hey, you, you fellas need to switch on? Yeah. Or is he going to Callum Ponger and saying, you need to tell them to switch on? Or, or is he going to Anthony Milford? Is he going to these specific players and saying, you need to go switch on and not giving these fellas a bit of confidence? I, I don't know what's going on in the training grounds with Knights. In my opinion, I think Adam O'Brien, he needs to go, unfortunately. I think with the Knights, they're, they're, just, they're relying too much on KP, and that is going to be disastrous. And I think that's why, I, I think this is why we're seeing him get so many head knocks, is because if you eliminate their only player, what are they going to do? And that's where other players need to step up. That's what you do. But if I'm the Knights... I don't know all the nights, you know, bored. I'm going right. Adam O'Brien goes. He's gone. Yeah. But who do you bring in to replace him? And I, I know his last season coaching in the NRL was horrific. Absolutely a dog's breakfast, right? But if we get rid of that and we and we look past that and we look back at his tenure at the Rabbits, and I think you know who I'm talking about here, Anthony Seabold. I think if you bring that bloke in, you could absolutely do some terrific stuff. Now, that is a big, big, if. big yeah, ear for all big um, speculation. Know, yeah, speculation. Or a guess, I guess, um, on Anthony Seabold. But if you look at it, he brought on the likes of Cody Walker. He didn't bring him on, but he, he enhanced their yeah. abilities and gave him an, a name for he the team. A lot of stuff up for Wayne Bennett. Um, yeah, and and he also he, he brought in some amazing talent for rabbits. Obviously, when he went to Bronx, he was the dog's breakfast over there. He couldn't do much. He was trying his best. But ultimately, he just kept getting caned. I think he gave up towards the end. But if you bring him into a team like Knights, obviously, there's also another dog's breakfast there. But with the experience he had at the Broncos and also the knowledge he had at the Rabbitohs and able to bring in players and bring them into another talent, I think he could do quite well. I think if he comes in, I think if he comes in with the Knights... There isn't as much pressure as there was with the Broncos because a lot of people were comparing him and saying, well, you've just, the Broncos and Rabbits have just traded one of the greatest coaches of all time to the Rabbitohs for this Anthony Seaball. That's a very high ceiling to stand up to. Like, that is incredibly high. And that was a lot of of the reason why I think their downfall was. But look, maybe Seaball can come in. And go, right, you, he points at Tyson Fazell or one of the four pack, right, you come here. You're going to be leading them on instead of Carl and Ponga coming over and telling you what to do. He's not going to be telling everyone what to do. He's not your, you know, your dad. You should be able to play on your own. Yeah. 
I think if he does that and he points to Lachlan Fitzgibbon is a perfect example as well. David Clemmer as well, a great, a great, not say level-headed, but a great football knowledge brain. If you go to them and say, I want you to lead the forward pack on, they'll do it and that, and they'll be able to, they'll be able to push forward. And then he, Seabold, all then has, he has to do is just go to the backs and go, right, let's, let's make this play. Let's do this. Let's switch this on. Let's do that. That's all he has to do. It's easy for me to say I'm a fan. I'm watching it. There's a lot of things that go on in the great game of rugby league that, uh, you know, they can always go wrong, can always go right. That's just my speculation uh, or my prediction, if so. Um, I think the Knights need to take a good hard look at the end of the season and, and go, where do we go from here? Um, but I think if, we, if we're going to talk about the Roosters, I think, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's a rest. It's a okay. Like, you've got Matt Lodge. Very, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, I, I don't know. So I, you go on, but I think everyone knows the rest stream. So, uh, yeah. okay. Matt Lodge, you know, maybe he should have been sent off for that, mm. but holy shit. Sawali so in this game yeah. was really, really, really good. I love Sawali, you know, oh. he's our age 40 and he's yeah. playing NRL and killing it. He, it's much like, I know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, I can't even wrap my head around that he's my age and oh. here I am. Like watching him, I'm just like, holy crap, you know, yeah. he can play. And I think that hype and that money is worth it. You got that bloke probably long term because you're his first club. You probably try and stay loyal to you as much as you can. I got news. I think buddy. you've got that bloke. Oh, yeah. So in his contract, it says you may I, leave the club at this season date. If you, you want to go play fullback for another club. At the moment, I don't see a fullback that needs a fullback. Um, well. head. You know, Bulldogs have got it covered with um, Jack Avarillo, uh, Tony's covered with um, Dan Laurie. Uh, fuck, can you imagine if Roosters lose Savali? Well, I'd be spearing. I'd, I'd probably, I'd literally say to the Roosters, if I was um, Trent Robinson, I'd literally say to the Roosters, how about we give him a new contract that absolutely abolishes that? Let's get rid of that. Well, I'm off that yeah, I, I would be doing anything to keep Savali. Oh, I'd mm. be saying, here, mate, here's some more money, but just let's sign it without that cause there. <laughs> well, I don't know. We all know. The Roosters may take a few nabs away at the oh, middle of the cap, you know, they may add some yeah. extra bucks, yeah. um, third party agreement, but you know, honestly, yeah. you look that at is, this game and you just see blokes, fuck, red the Knights apart, <laughs> Sabahari, Kiri, Tede, Teddy, fuck, in my opinion, it's him, Cleary, and Hunt Dallium Player of the Year at the moment. But that is a that is just that you know what you got my you got my agreements on that. That is the top three for Dallium. You know, um, Hunt was leading yeah. prior prior to it to going behind doors. Yeah, Teddy coming back from Hodge and holy hell, he's been good. Yeah, really, again, good. You, you just gave yeah. him huge raps beforehand. Yeah. 
uh, I don't like Cleary that much, so that was a big, big, <laughs> big uh, rant as well about him. But look, you talked about Teddy I, earlier on. I said I don't like him, but the I don't. Like, it's hard to explain. I don't like him because he's bloody good and he just tears your team apart, and that's what scares me. I think that it's like more of a fear hate uh, relationship with him. But um, look, Tedesco, oh mate. Him and Sawali, and then I guess you could chuck in Daniel Tupo on the other side as well. Those three on the edges are just are, are your worst nightmares, mate. Like, I guarantee wingers and centres going to bed the day before they versus the Roosters are having nightmares about Tedesco just absolutely putting a step on them and scoring. That is that is, that is hum, humongous for Roosters to have a player like that you can put fear into into a man probably twice his size and be able yeah. to put that put that step on or, or just target them as well. And I think that's something as as well this year that I've been watching with Teddy is usually he was very flashy. You could put the step on, get in, put in the put in the gap and, you know, do whatever he does. This year he's actually been taking them on. Like I think all the players are like, I'm expecting a step here. No, he just bulldozes over the top of them. And I think that's also a great way of his game because he can see the, like, I don't know if he can, like, this is just my, as I said, speculation. He can probably see the defenders plant their feet in the ground, ready to go for the step. And he goes, right, they're, they're not even. Like, all I have to do is just run at them and I can go over the top of them for the tree. And um, usually when you're trying to step people, you look at their hips. Uh, you look at, yes, yeah. You look at the angle of, like, where your hips are. yeah. Like, like power rolled at each other. Yeah. Um, like yeah, when it'll be like, the flat. Like, are they just standing in the wrong place or are they like yeah. going towards a certain angle? Like if, it, if their hips are pointing left, yeah. then you're going to go right because yeah. one, their momentum. Yeah. Their lead foot yeah. will be on the outside of you at like that point. So, yeah. It, I mean, and Teddy's, Teddy's I, a different. Teddy is like, fast and nice. Um, I also want to talk about something, and this was something that I said to you a couple of weeks ago, Key, and you absolutely, oh, you absolutely hated what I said, right? Because you were like, no, nah, that is terrible, mate. Like, no offense. I, I remember that conversation because Sam Walker to halfback mm. and Kiri to 5 8. That it fucking happened, didn't it? Said, it happened. I said, they need to shift around and you can see Kiri being absolute gun again. Kiri suits the 5'8 role because he doesn't have that pressure on him. Whereas Sam Walker, he's young, he can learn. He doesn't have to put anything on. He doesn't have to be flashy. He just has to do the simple jobs. Wish Kiri, he is the flashy guy for the Roosters. Yes. And when he was in the seven jersey, he couldn't do that. He had to just stick by the single plays, do the simple jobs. Yes, I structured. And he, I could just tell he absolutely hated it. You could absolutely see it on the guy. But then when you put him in that six jersey, mate, magic just happens. Absolutely happens. Yeah. And I love to see it because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of a lot of players. Kiri's one of them. And obviously, Punk before I just said as well. But um, Kiri is up there as well. I love watching the guy, and mate, I think he's he's a great football player. Seeing him go back to that form put a smile on my face. Mate, all I had to do was watch 15 minutes of that game and realise, Kiri's back. I turned it off. That was it. That was my night. 
I didn't have to watch the rest of the game. And then I, I checked the score later on. I was like, oh, 42 to 12. Well, that's pretty expected, eh? Like, I mean, I didn't expect a, a 100 nil game, but I was I wouldn't be shocked if it was 100 nil. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a great game overall, and good for Trent Robinson to experiment a little bit. I think he's gotten his answers. I think he knows what he can do on the tail end of the season. I think he he can take the Roosters into the top eight potentially. I'd like to see the two teams to make the top eight would be the Chooks and uh, the Raiders. Um, I, I say the Raiders because I'll talk about them. They're the next game, I believe, we have to talk about. But I'd love to see Chooks and Raiders going because I want to see a Chooks at Raiders finals rematch and uh, get rid of that six again. I'm still salty about that. Oh, no, I am too. I, I wanted the Raiders to win all along. I I loved the Raiders that season. They were amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd love to see that rematch heading into the finals. 100%. Um, <laughs> I'd still have Roosters coming out with the six again call. Um, <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, Chooks, they're in a great position. Well, not really on the ladder, but I think in terms of the team, the lineups, the quality of uh, skill and players they have, I think they're they're set to just hold on tightly to that tail end of the ladder. I think they're ready to uh, push through and and say, hey, you know, we're still here. Like, don't write us off entirely. So, yeah, that's that's my Knights and Roosters rant over. Um, So we have four more. Oh, we have a couple more games, sorry. Yep. Uh, we'll go through the Raiders game pretty quickly. I have a little bit to yep. say. And then Cronulla's, the Cronulla game and the Storm game will go yep. pretty quickly. Same as the Bulldogs game. Yep. And then we'll, yep. we'll, we'll save most of the time for Cowboys yeah. and Raiders. Yep. Uh, so going into yep. Raiders first. Holy shit, that was the worst half of footy I've seen for my team in Yonkers. Yep. That was mm-hmm. atrocious. I, I wanted to turn the TV off 40. You know... I'm sitting there, I'm expecting, I'm expecting us to do pretty well in the first half. You know, we always mm. seem to perform mediocre against the Warriors. Um, yeah. but you know, 14 nil at half time. That was, we didn't have the ball for the first 10 minutes. Penalties and errors yeah. destroyed us. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at TV. I'm like, what the hell? You know, you had. First of all, or Dallin, DWZ and AFB, great for the Warriors. 100% loved it. Uh, the first two kicks of the Warriors, um, amazing. They were attacking kicks. Um, after that, it was pretty mediocre from Sean Johnson, and that's how I'd describe his season. Um, yeah. I'd also describe, okay, well, Fogarty. He can be good, he'd be bad. Um, he's average, he's an average halfback in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I do like that we have him, but not for the reasons one may think. The reason why we really needed him yeah. was, especially last year, after Georgie Williams left us, uh, well, we sacked him for the dumb reason. Yeah. Um, Whiten had a kick more and cut. His kicking game was just not really good, you know. Um, yeah. And then Fogarty, you know, he's been he's been solid with his kicking. 
But looking at Jack Whiten in that game, that man just stepped up and his kicking was amazing. You know, 240 trannies, you know. Yes. That's, you can say 140 trenny can flip an entire game, but what about two from the same team? Yes. You know, and then we just piled on the points and you, you even said it in your post on Monday, uh, for those who don't know, 40 does a big boy of the week. He, like he gives his honest opinion, like who was the best forward. Gave it to, um, Corey Harry and Naira. And honestly, yeah. yeah, he, he's a great line runner. He's a powerful line runner. Um, he knows how to do some try celebrations. So, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's gotten us two years in a row with that try celebration. It's a pretty good for me. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll just go into the Warriors fifth tackle option. So like when you're kicking on fifth inside of the, the raised 20 meter zone. They were horrible and it was just laziness in some regards, you know, um, really, if you're in the red zone and you're not putting in a good attacking kick, it's going to be hard to score points, you know, um, and SJ didn't help with that. Um, and maybe it is time for SJ to just like hang up the boots, or maybe you do need to control, like, like you said with Kiri and Walker, do you start, do you get a controlling seven and you move SJ back to six? You know, you let SJ run, you let SJ just play eyes up footy. And then you have like a Ronald, so you have like a Dejan Arsi or a Ronald Volkman, um, at seven, you know, Warriors, they're not going to make top eight in my opinion at all yeah. um so maybe and like i said earlier again about the nights start planning for 2023 do that change yeah. your halves pairings up see what happens like not change who's playing in the halves change whoever playing yeah. you know, move s to six move yeah. rc to seven um harris davida is not going to be there next year so there's that mm-hmm. and walsh walsh is done with warriors you know yeah well and warriors are done with him so and I can get that. Why invest in a guy that's not going to be there next year? Um, yeah. But that, yeah. Joseph Tarpany, another good lot, uh, another good game from him. Adam Elliott, holy shit. Oh. He gets some effort in Mate. him. It, it was either between him and Koi Hauer and Naya. Oh, yeah. I said this on my post uh, on, on Monday. Sorry for the interruption. I said this on my post. Raiders Ford Pack have just. I don't know what's in that milk that you fellas drink over there, but you've just managed to flip a switch from the start of the season to now and honestly have been one of the most dominant forward packs I've seen in a while. I mean, you've got Tarpani, you've got Papali'i, you've got, um, uh, as you said, Adam Elliott, you've got CWH, who are one, um, you know, the big boy of the round. Yeah. Uh, I gave it to him because of the tries and the celebrations. I had to. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> then you've also got Hudson Young as well. He's a, another great addition. Um, oh, I got it. You've got Corey, Corey Horsborough off the, the bench. Yeah, he didn't play. Um, what happened with him? I don't know if that's uh, his full Yeah, game, but, but he was injured. Yeah, he's, he's still there. there. He's a part of the squad. Um, yeah. I'll have to text Bell because do you know who Bell is? No. Roman with Bell, uh, she 
Uh, this is like the second time in a row we've mentioned her on the body. Yeah. Uh, she's a Canberra super fan, much like myself. Mm. Um, and she was on, she actually appeared on TV, uh, at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> so good on her. Uh, yep. I also did that when the Raiders played the cows, but for separate reasons, yep. it was a good thing for mm. Bell. For me, it was shit because Murray Toralongi got scored on us and the <laughs> camera points to me, my mate, and I, my, I, I got my head down. I'm shaking my head. I look up and here's the camera in my face. I'm like, you Fox league pricks. <laughs> I'm like, that's not just, uh, leave me alone. All right. Let me, let yeah. me cry over the Raiders losing to the Cowboys in Tantle for the second year in a row. Yep. Um, but um, honestly, their mentality, their effort that the Raiders did, loved it. They changed that game around. Yeah. Uh, you saw them all in a circle. They just started breathing. They was, was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like, you're getting that composure yeah. back. Um, Jack Wright, again, wow. He should have played Origin Game 3. I reckon if him and Luttrell, oh. like, yeah, Burton did good in Game 3. If him and Luttrell are your centers in New South Wales, fuck. That, I don't, I don't know if we win that game in my opinion. You know, Whiten had that physicality in game one. He was killer. He had a killer instinct. And you know, like what Ricky Stewart said, if that was Whiten instead of Burton, Gagai wouldn't be punching Whiten. Whiten would be flogging Gagai. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, side note about. There wouldn't be a punch up. Oh no. Um, side note about Ricky Stewart. (laughs) When he celebrated a try, he actually tore his calf muscle. (laughs) <laughs> I was about to say, did you see the big injury that happened to Raiders? Why is I love Ricky. Yeah, you know, I, got, I, got, I got his name on the back of my jersey at the moment. I love Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, that's funny. Good on Ricky. And, you know, we got we got Ricky until the end of 2025. So that's good. Yeah. Um, They yeah. can weigh up our options. Like, that's even retire. And, you know, Ricky's a smart bloke. He, he, oh. He's been around the block a few times. That's pretty lovely. Yeah. And in my opinion, future immortal. Uh, Mal Meninga, current immortal. Uh, one of the best Queenslanders to ever do it. Uh, yeah. Played a game along with Wally Lewis. But, um, you know, I've said what I need to said about my Raiders. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to um, keep soaking in this victory for as long as I can yeah. until we lose again. <laughs> um, yeah. Going into Cronulla versus Penrith. Um, yes, this is a, a bit uh, about this game. game. Mm. You know, they got rattled Penrith. It was insane. Oh. I've never seen Penrith. I, it I, was. Uh, you know, I've seen Penrith rattled before, but like that was prior to them winning 16, 19 games in a row. And it, you just looked at it and you're like, what's happened? And like they were really mm. pressure and like, um, at halftime, I think it was Corey Parker who said it, guys, if you think Penrith are done here, they're not, they're an 80 minute team. I'll come out and fight you, um, mm. and fight you to your death and fight to the death. They did, you know, Stephen Crichton got half his ear torn off against Dale Finucane. Oh. Um, say what you want about Penrith, you know, they can be grubby, they can be egotistical, they can be arrogant. Fuck. They can be. They get the job done. They get the job done. And that's what I love. Mm. That's my, that's like I say to my boys, 
um, you can you can celebrate, but the job is mm. done. You you focus on what's next. Oh yeah. Um, Forty knows what I'm talking about. He's he's very involved in that in that team. Yeah. There's a lot of people in that team. Um, yeah. Big good man. few few good yeah. mates. Yeah, a few good mates. Uh, Fletcher's. Yeah. Fletch, who I hope to get on the podcast soon because that would be fucking hilarious. And that also be the dog's breakfast, like Brunks. <laughs> Look, Fletch is a man. <laughs> right? Yeah, he, he, he might want to, every sentence he'd say, you'd have to bleep out the. He's a great bloke, Fletch. He reminds yeah, me he of Victor Radley when he plays. Um, <laughs> we but, call him Victor Radley. That's not you, yeah, <laughs> um, but let, let's not talk about our, our mates. Um, no, I'll we'll talk about that. this game. You know, Hines yeah. coming back, his kicking's been wonderful from Origin, and I yeah. think him him having that time with Cleary in Origin camp, uh, his game management has gotten better. You know, he's he's not done. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, um, Moylan has become more of the highlight real player. And that's what you need Yes. in some instances. Like we said, oh, Lomax needs to stop trying to get on the highlight reel. Yep. But this is a positive sign of Matt Morning get on the highlight reel <clears> because it's actually benefiting yeah. uh, Nico in knowing that his ability to manage the game, to kick, to build pressure yep. off his kicks, they're working. You know? Yep. And I think what really stopped Canola from winning, you know, uh, what was it in the end? It was 2010? Yes, 2010 to uh, Penrith. That that's, you know, they convert that try, Penrith, yeah. uh, That that's only eight points. Yeah. They should be really proud of that effort. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Coming into finals though, they need to be an eighty-minute team. Yeah. Um, they, um, dumb penalties, dumb errors, and they're just they're just tired. I think yeah. they've worked themselves too out. Uh, really yes. fast within that first twenty, and after that for that first 20 was gone that's when Penrith started to get their momentum back because they were tight um yeah Appy Kowasak had a blinder I love what he can do out of dummy half he's a manipulator he manipulates Diamanders uh he manipulated Nico Hines you see uh one of the tries I think it was the last try at Fluai um our best mate and (laughs) Appy's going in for a grubber kick and um Nico stops and he tries to block that grabber. And that's really special yeah. because then he has to get the pass away. So yeah, that's, I think that's, um, with him going, like I've said this so many times, with him going to Tigers next year, that's going to do wonders for their forward pack. Off and oh. Tamo, uh, Alex Troll, mm-hmm. um, Tony. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's oh. uh, the back five for, uh, Canella. Amazing. Once again, quick play the balls. <laughs> Uh, their kick chase is really good. Um, another bloke yep. who was really good in my eyes was another Penrith bloke, but he's good all the time. That's kick out. You know? Yes. Oh, mate, love that bloke. He's, I wish, I wish the Cowboys had never let him go because I'll tell you what, he would have been perfect for our system. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's, pair him up with no, no, mate, you've got two aerial threat second rowers that's deadly but um and look at penrith pick halves. oh oh and mate it's not only that i love watching the forwards play defense that is my that is my joy of watching footy 
it's the defensive side of things. Kick out is just relentless. He can never stop tackling that bloke. I mean, you looked at um, Ruben Cotter. Look at let's look at Ruben Cotter. He's a great tackling machine, and that's why I love him too. He's, he's also one of my favourites. But then you've also got Kiki out there next to him on that list going, he's also a bloody tackling machine because I tell you what, Kiki is just, yeah, he's amazing. You can do it all. He's well-rounded. Um, Bulldogs as well, got a great pickup in him. Um, it's sad that he's leaving Penrith. I would have loved to have seen him stay with Penrith and, yeah. and you know, build that dynasty, I guess, with them. Um, but, you know, he obviously wants to see a different town. Well, money talks in the end, does it not? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really good to see that. Um, really, you haven't a look at it. What side does he play on? Um, oh, sorry, I have to have a look at the moment to see who's playing yeah. on the left side of uh, uh, Canterbury. I think it was the guy that they just re-signed. He's got frosted tips. Oh, uh, okay. I think he comes off the bench, but he, he, I think you could see him starting as the left edge guy if they decide to, uh, you know, connect oh, that oh, left yes. edge. Oh, he's playing lock. Uh, it looks like it's Corey. Bottle, sorry. Okay. Yep. Honestly, um, I think it's, it would be very beneficial if you put him up on a, a kick out on the left side. You know, that's where he plays at Penrith. Hmm. But you also yeah. have that connection. With Burton. Yes. Oh, um, Burton's kicking game, I would say, is just a little bit smidge over the Nathan Cleary. I, that is probably the most ridiculous take you've ever heard. No. But it's just a little bit off. That bomb that he put up in the State of Origin game, I tell you what, it literally left the camera and the stadium. That's how high it went. Mm. Um, Pair that with, with Kikiao, his speed, his agility, his jumping as well, I guess you could say. He, he is a freak. Pair that with him and, mate, you've got yourself an unstoppable left side. Um, I know Josh, I know Carp plays on the right side, yeah, he plays I believe. Left. All right, does he play? He oh, yeah, well, left. Yeah, he plays. I thought he was playing right against the Titans at first, then he shifted to left. Um, I don't know what happened there. He was swap, swapping he at two interceptions, that bloke, but yeah. On that left side, you got Adokai, you have Kikia, I don't know who the standard would be. That's a tricky one. But you have Adokai, Kikia, and Hop, uh, Matt Burton. That's your holy trinity there for the Bulldogs next year. Um, yeah, Bulldogs fans should be Marnie. extremely happy. Yeah, Marnie as well coming in with the, the ball to give to Matt Burton to just go out on that left edge, mate. Right, the Bulldogs fans are living the dream. Yep. Yes. Um, they're living the dream for next year. They should be very optimistic uh, about next year. Yes, uh, but kick the uh, Penrith. That is just unbelievable. That's going to be a big um, I think they've yeah. signed someone from Tigers. I can't remember who. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of the name too. Um, he looks good. I reckon he'll do good, but I think Liam Martin will get the, the push in as well. Well, yeah, Liam Martin's playing on the right side of Kiwi at the moment. Yeah, but... If maybe they pushed Liam Martin over to that left edge. Yeah, that's true. Um, move someone into that right. I don't know what their plan is. Okay. I don't know what side he plays on. Luke Garner, he play 
his left side attacking. Hey, well then, leave Liam Martin on the right, put him in on the left. There's your problem fixed. Um, the problem with uh, the Penrith play, uh, team, I guess, is that they're losing players to the Bulldogs or, or Tigers. Um, well, that's to be expected when you have... I mean, yeah. Like that. People going to offer... Yes, but... Money. I think that's well... <laughs> If you wanted to build a dynasty, you should be doing what the Roosters did in Giscay. Hey, mate, here's a little bit more money. I'm not saying go under the table, but I'm just saying, hey, you know, here's a little bit more money, endorsement money, quotation marks. Say, yeah, mate, here's a little bit of endorsement money. Stick around with us and we'll build a dynasty here. I think that's what Ivan Cleary wants. I think that's his, his status. Yeah. He wants to just win two premierships in a row and just keep dominating as much as he can. Oh, he, he will be very well on track. If he does it this year, wouldn't be surprised to see them win a third one next year. I mean, that's pretty big, bold yeah. speculation for next year. But if that train's off on the on the road, mate, right. you can't stop it. We'll move on now. So, yes. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. I reckon this will be fast. These next two yes. games we talk about will be fast, I promise you. Yep. Uh, this is the most unstorm-like I've seen. Uh, last time... Uh, it was just, I just saw it on Instagram today. The last time Storm lost five in a row. They haven't lit yet. They've lost only yep. four in a row. Last time they won, they'd lost five in a row. So they went on to win the Premiership in that same year. Guess what year oh. that was, 40? I'm going to say 2020. Uh, can't, no, a bit far off. 2012. Okay. You had Cooper oh, Cronk. Okay, way far off. You had Cooper Cronk. You had Cameron Smith. You had Billy Slater. You know, three, three, three immortals. And I loved it. I love what, I think it was the goo, the rugby league goo who, who put this up. Bellamy pulls, you know, the leadership group, those three blokes I just mentioned. Um, and he goes, I've lost it. I've lost a locker room. I don't know what to do here, guys. I've lost a locker room. And I love Cooper Cronk, you know, he's up on my wall. Yeah. It's, it's him and Jack Wright and that's my house on my wall at the moment. <laughs> um, you know what Cronk says? He goes, well then get it back and get it done. I'm yeah. Like, and that gave me shivers. I'm like, fuck, are you that cold blooded? You can say that to your coach. And the fact that they had that they could talk to each other like that. The amount of respect they had for each other. Oh, yeah. And just be like, all right, done deal. And then yeah. to go win the premiership after losing, getting the wooden spoon in 2011 because of a salary cap issue and just destroying the Bulldogs who has been red hot form with Ben Barber. And I'm like, yeah. Cooper Cronk is so underrated. It's not even funny in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's up there for me two kicks. He's just behind JT, obviously. And you could have JT up there. He's the best. Oh, but, um, yeah. look, I don't think, I don't think Bellamy's lost the locker room. I think he's lost players to, to suspension and injury. That is, that is my take. But did you hear what he said in the press conference, Jack? Oh, I di I don't usually watch print press conferences. I usually see the quotes that come out of it. I did, 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 you, like did you see the quote, bro? No, I did not. Did you, ask, can you turn this around? 
And he goes, I don't have the confidence to tell him to swim. Yes, I saw that. Okay, yeah, I saw that one. And I'm yes. like, I'm sitting there looking at it like, I did a po I've got a post lined up for it already. And I'm like, are you seriously going to say that after dominating this league for the past 18 years and say that? Yep. That's not Storm-like, bro. And I, yeah. well, I'm not Look. a Storm fan, all right? You know, I love Cameron Munster. Yeah. Cameron Munster's a great oh, guy. Same like, one. I they got good plaques. I'll give them that. Yep. But you got to respect them. Yeah, not respecting themselves. You know, they, the amount of errors and penalties that they gave away, and they were light on their defensive ed edges too. Like, it was a shocking game for them. Yeah. Latrell Mitchell... Hmm. Tore them apart. And you know, Cody Walker had a quiet one. And if you lose when Cody Walker have a quiet has a quiet one, you need to have a look at yourself and be like, what if we just gone? Yes. You know, I have yeah. I I thank the Lord that I stuffed up my super coach last week because I didn't reserve Cody Walker. The bloke only got me twenty four points, Jack. Yeah. Well, um I don't have Cody Walker in my team. I was unfortunate. I had the uh, salary in my super coach to get Latron Mitchell for this round, but I decided, ah, you know, I'll take a gamble. I'll take Carlin Ponga, mate. That is the worst decision I've <laughs> ever made in my life. I can tell you that right now. No, um, I'll talk about Latrell in a minute. I love watching the bloke play, but I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, Storm, mate, what is going on there? You've got Harry Grant. You've got Cameron Munster, you've got Jerome Hughes, you've got Papanhausen, but he's injured, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's talks that maybe even Reese Walsh goes to the Storm. And if yeah. that happens, I'll tell you what, Storm are getting back into that top four and winning it. That is a massive, I've made a lot of calls this this podcast, but if Reese Walsh goes to Storm, if he goes to the mastermind, Bellamy, who has just said, I don't think I can turn this around, and you get Walsh, or you get that little spark or, or something that ignites that fire within Storm, mate, you're seeing an absolute domination coming up in the next few weeks because you better pray to God if you're the opposition team going up against a Storm and they've just had this big fiery explosion within the team to just get them going. Mate, you better be praying to God and saying, can I please get COVID so I don't play this game? Because that's that's what you need to do yeah. against the Storm. I think Bellamy, he can bring it around. I think he's just saying that to maybe switch the players and go, hey, you know, I'm, I'm losing it here. Like, help me out a bit. But to me, I don't know, think so. That, and my coach says that in the press conference. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, like, I swear a bit. I, I shouldn't be saying like this. But I would say that in a way as, are we done? Is this our yeah. over? Mm. This is the time for one man to step up and be like, nah, boys, nah, we're not backing down from this. There's still there's a storm, for God's sake. You know, we were in four grand finals in five years. We won two of them, yep. but we were still there. Yep. That's Cameron Munster. He, like, he's coming off origin. He, yep. he would, I think he would have gotten the Wally Lewis medal if he'd played um, game yep. three. Yep. It, it, Someone needs to step up and they, and it's time for someone to be that Cooper Cronk and be, we'll get the job done. Yeah. Be that harsh, cold blooded yep. person. Well, I don't know if 
I, I think Munster can be that Cooper Cronk guy. I think he is already that Cooper Cronk guy for the Storm locker room. I don't know. There's not a lot of talk about that, but I think if there is to be one guy that is Cooper Cronk like, as you were saying, I think that's Jerome Hughes. That bloke has his leadership skills are not talked about nearly enough that, that they should be. He's an incredible leader for the Storm. Um, and I think that's what you need from your number seven. Mate, he brings a total different aspect to that game. And maybe he's the Cooper Crump, maybe Munster is, maybe Harry Grant. You don't know. But I guarantee you, within this week, within next week, you're going to have a Cooper Crump moment where some bloke goes, you haven't lost it. I'll take the, I'll take it on from you, mate. Like yeah. th- that's what I guarantee you that there'll be one player that steps up and says, right, I've had enough of this bullshit. Let's go for it. And I guarantee that'll happen. Um, I think, do you want to shift over the rabbitos now? Quick little chat about the rabbits. Um, I think there's not much to say. Oh, there is. Yeah, except Latrell's been a gods, a godsend. Yes. Um, oh, I was about to say that. Amazing. You know, can you imagine mm-hmm. like he, if he actually. Someone posed this question to me. Oh, it was more of a statement, sorry. He said, I think Latrell Mitchell is better than Tommy Turbo if they're at the, if both of them are at their best. Yes, that is 100% agreement from me. And I, I was looking, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up. Well, you know, Turbo played 15 games last season. He won Dalliem. He was really good. You look at this season, not as nearly as good, like before he like injuries happen. And you can partly say that was because of the rule changes. And then you just look at Trell, comes back from a hamstring injury. He sets the league on fire. Oh, absolutely. He gets aggressive, like, yeah, he can get aggressive, but he, he took that game by the shackles and said, this is my team. I'm the- oh, mate. Look, that was the, the most amazing non-try ever. Let's, let's talk about that. Alex Johnson as well. He nearly scored that try if that happened. Oh my God. Imagine that bloody, imagine the crown. Yeah. But, um, no. That all started because of Latrell, because of a big, powerful run, which he is very well known to do and is incredibly good at, where he just charges up that line, breaks through, either or you know he's either got a few guys hanging off him or he's completely through. He's able to settle up for another bloke who's able to just challenge on the fullback as well and make some good good meters for the team. Look, I don't like Latrell. Um, because some, uh, in, in State of Origin, he's a very big grub in State of Origin. As is um, but Yes, as is everyone. Um, but playing for Rabbits, uh, even at the Chooks, I loved him. I think he was an incredible player. I loved watching him. I love everything that he does. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of hate uh, towards him playing at fullback instead of center yeah. um, at the Rabbits. I was like, no, this is, this is him. Like, he's always wanting to play fullback. And I think he's hungry enough to be the best fullback in the comp. And arguably enough, he's been back for, what, two weeks? Two weeks now? Yeah, about three. And I think three. Yeah, yeah. I think he's literally on the top right now for best fullback after just coming back from a pretty big hamstring injury. And um, 
Look, Rabbits are lucky to have that bloke come back because I'll tell you what, if they didn't, that would be a dumpster fire by the end of the season. But, uh, you know, they've gotten their, I guess, their mighty Luttrell, their mighty golden rabbit to just lead them on to the finals. And uh, I, I love watching Luttrell. I think he's a great player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it for Rabbits. I um, I love Alex Johnston. I love, yeah. yes, yeah. I love uh, Kalamatangi as well, but, but dogs. We've got to talk about them. They, okay. <laughs> the big thing is the only reason why I watch this game fully, you know, I watch a bit, I watch, I try and watch every game, but you know, sometimes yeah. I just get bored of, I watched this game for one sole reason and that was Tino versus Pangai and it didn't happen. Oh, okay. It didn't happen. I was sad. I was sad. I was literally they, ready to just put Pangai on the bench and then when Pangai came on, they took Tino off. They were scared. Yeah, me. it was. Yeah, I think they were. And I tell you what, I would have loved to seen that beef. That would have been, that would have been all my dreams come true. Tino and and Pangai Junior, mate, that would have been perfect. Um, look, Titans left it way too late. I think yep. if maybe they had another ten minutes, they could have dropped, tied it up. Who knows? But unfortunately, rugby league goes for eighty minutes. Well, fortunately, sorry for the dogs. They're probably saying thank you. Um, but. 36-26, you were 36, I believe, 12 uh, towards like the last 20 minutes yep. in the second half. Titans score a try or two. I can't remember. I'm trying to do the maths here. I think it was either two or three. They left it way too late. You cannot come back from a game within the second half with 20 minutes left. That is just absolute rubbish. Another coach that I think has to go... Holbrook, unfortunately, I think he has to go. Um, and uh, unless he comes in next year and he's got Kieran Fawn, as you said earlier on, Kieran Fawn, and um, to pair up with David Trafita, that is that is a nightmare next year for the Titans. Um, and as you've been saying as well, I think it's time for the Titans to pack the bag and go, okay, let's try and fight and not be wooden spooners. But also, let's start looking forward to next year and see what we can do then. Um, I think it was Gordon Tallis as well. Uh, said it, uh, I think Thursday night with Matty Johns or a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "No, it's not the players' fault. It's, it's not their fault. It's our fault because we're not getting nearly as involved with the players as we should be." Um, and if you got Gordon Tallis, one of my favourite props um, alongside Matt Scott, obviously, but you got Gordon Tallis staying that about the club. Mate, you need to do something yeah, as a coach. And I don't see Holbrook doing that. I think he's a bit scared of a challenge. I don't think he wants to have a beef with Tino. But um, look, well, but they need to turn it around. You know, he's the one who made the decision. We're going for young spine this year. Yeah. That's good and all. Yeah. But young spine also needs experience. And you didn't yes. get that proper time for Sexton to, you know, grow with um yeah. yeah and also there's got to be a reason why Fafita isn't as included as it anymore you know yeah he he will run decoys he'll yeah everyone runs decoys in their career but yeah. you know, when you're playing for 1.2 million dollars for a second right. rower there's your first yeah. rower. second hmm. your second rower who's getting paid 1.2 shouldn't be running a decoy on every plate he should be getting the yeah. ball. Mm. And yeah, um, that's really all I have to say well, for this game in my, in, yeah. except Burton is a freak. Uh, 
ridiculous. That's my I've been out of car and another car as well with the two interceptions. Jeez, that was mate, that was like a that was literally a fox on the trots. Oh, I mean, that was insane. But um look with the Titans, all I'm gonna say is my last little bit and then we'll go on to the next game. Titans, as you said, they've rolled the dice and gone, let's go for a young spawn. I think, yeah, that's great and all, but you should at least have either a backup plan in place, like maybe say you get another experienced footy head, you bring him in if you're playing terrible, like they have, or you bring in a lock or a fullback that is experienced. Yeah. And that is my opinion. Jaden Campbell is a great, he's, he's a freak. He's injury prone, unfortunately, but if you had an experienced fullback that's able to talk to Sexton and Brimson and say, well, hey, boys, this is what we used to do. Like, this is a play that we should be doing because look at the line. They'd, they would have been they would have been in the top eight this year, but unfortunately, they went with young spine too early. Whereas if you look at, as we spoke about earlier, Penrith, they developed them in. They had Cleary with, uh, you know, a few old heads. They had Luoy down in the reserves. Well, they were... Um, yeah, reserve grade, yep. playing with a few old heads. They learnt from experienced players. Yep. That's how good they are now. I think Titans missed that opportunity with Sexton, uh, with Fogarty. Um, look, that's all I'm going to say about the Titans. Sad days for them. Um, I'm sure Clarkie's column is pretty sad. <laughs> on the bottom of the leaderboard. But um, yeah, that's all. Let's talk about the next game. That, uh, oh, okay. Oh. Hang on. So... So you said possibly they could have been top eight this year. Uh, I'm going through my preseason prediction uh, for the ladder. I put Titans 11. Oh, okay. Um, nah. It's not far away short. It's like not if, it's, at the start of the season. Yes and no. Uh, oh, yeah. Like they, they, were bottom, they were in the bottom of the top eight. Yes. Uh, this is also the guy who put Sharks at seven, Broncos at eight, Rabbitohs at six, and Roosters one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's a few problems with that. But uh, you can't predict a successful ladder every year. What I mean, if you yeah. did, you should be placing bets every year. Um, this, there's a reason why I don't take, take on the punt, 40. Yeah, same here, mate. I'm, I'm going to stay away from gambling. Um, <laughs> no, but look, everyone had high hopes for Titans at the start of the season. I even had high hopes for the Marshall seventh or eighth was a very reasonable spot. Agreed. Yep. And then, mate, the start of the season, just, I don't know what happened, but it just went to disastrous mode. I mean, it, you couldn't recover from what they started off with. Um. Yeah, I think that's enough from the Titans for me. Yep. Um, I think that's all I've had to say about the dogs as well. Wow. Okay. So, yes. So, what we'll do here, the big part is the controversy of this game. Let's yes. comment on a few things. We'll make the discussion mm -hmm. of this, of the analysis short. Um, yep. Too many errors, too many penalties for Cowboys. Uh, the fact yes. that they had that many errors and penalties, you know, they, mm -hmm. uh, was atrocious. Um, yeah. That's not how Cowboys have played all season. I don't know what has happened there. Uh, they need a mm. good kick up the date. Uh, also, 
they were found to be stripped for numbers on the right edge and Felty was forced to follow Hiku and Felty had to jam in on multiple occasions and it didn't work. Uh, yeah, that's it really all I have to say. Uh, Tommy yeah. Gears was pretty good. Uh, yeah. uh, Rob, Reese Robson was good. Drinky. Yeah. Uh, Nanai. From him. Nanai, fantastic. Yeah, it was great, yeah. Um, Cohen Hess had some brief moments of excellence. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll talk about two players from the Cowboys after you're done, but that's it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Uh, oh, yeah. Jackson well, Hastings, brilliant out lock. Oh, I, look, oh, yeah. Cowboys, they, I love them to death. They will always frustrate me with the simple things, right? Cohen has, um, I used to bag the guy out at the start of the season and last year. I still don't know how that bloke won MVP last year, but anyways, um, look, Cohen has, I don't like. The way he plays, I think it's a bit lazy sometimes, but this round, he was pretty good. Like, he was putting in maximum effort. That's what you like to see. Um, but then the second guy I want to talk about, I think, is being underutilized um, by Todd Payton, and I think that's Hammer. Uh, I really don't think the 14 suits him. That's not his role. Look, you've got great wings, and you've got a great fullback, and you've got a great center. Where do you put the guy? That's a great question. I've been saying it from the start of the season. Uh, it's one of my first posts, actually, about the uh, Cowboys, the comparison between Drinkwater and Hammer. But one of the things I've been saying is Hiku is an incredible defender. At the start of the season, I thought, hang on a minute, you could shift Cohen Hess to the bench, either Gilbert to the front row, Hiku over to the second row, and put Hammer into the centers. And I, I was thinking that from the start of the season. But then you see Gilbert and Nanai just working well in the second row and you start to go, nah, you can't move that. You can't move that at all because it's perfect. So where do you put Hammer? I have no idea. I just think you need to give him some more game time. Maybe you give Hiku or I wouldn't say Holmes because he's been great. Maybe Felt as well. Hiku and Felt. You give them the first half and see how they're going. And you go, okay, well, Felt's playing bad. Let's take him out. Let's bring Hammer on for the second half. Give them both 40 minutes or give, be a bit fair. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my opinion. And then uh, that's all I have to say, I believe. Controversy time. <laughs> my favourite time. So, I was under the impression that it should have never been awarded a penalty. Uh, yep. So, one, I didn't think, like looking after, like, before today, I thought, oh, he didn't let him off the ball. You know, felt purposely yeah. ran into him. Uh, second of all, the referee never stopped play. Therefore, there should have never been a chance yes. to yes. get the captain's challenge in. Mm. However, well, that is still the case. However, mm. your side of the story. Go. Yes, uh, I showed you today as well. I had to slow down the video on YouTube, to, you know, the highlights video itself last bit. You slow it down, you put it on to 0 0.5 or 0 0.25, whatever you want. You slow it right down. You can just see as the ball is being kicked off, you can see Felt just take off immediately. But then you also see the Tigers player look at him and look back up, and he had a chance to just run straight and go for the ball and go with the defenders that are there, the three blockers protecting Dane Murray. But he decides to run into a 
curvature on, which could have easily been avoided if he just runs straight. Now, when he runs this curvature line, obviously it takes out Felt, but I think Felt has sold it a bit. I, I do believe that. Um, I think he has done well to sell it, um, but I do also believe it was should have been a penalty. But the bunker came out as well and said that that was the wrong call, shouldn't have been a penalty. The captain's challenge was legal, which I'll get to that in a minute, but I think it should have been a penalty. But then you also got the captain's challenge. Could not have been allowed to happen at all. But I'm a big believer of that. We played atrocious, and I think Tigers should have gotten the win because they were better than us the whole game yep. or some bits of the game. I think, honestly, the, the ref never stopped the play. So, therefore, should never have been a captain's challenge. That was not legal. I believe the penalty was correct. I believe that was the correct call. Just due to a quick glance, you know, you could get a little bit of evidence there to say, hey, you know, he was doing it on purpose. Um, but that captain's challenge, that was that was what solidified it to me as a robbing pretty much of the Tigers, in my opinion. Um, and it's sad because Tigers put on a great team display. James Tarmo's 300th game, you know, he would have loved to just gone out on a win. Um, but look, that's my opinion. I think the challenge should not have happened, um, but the penalty should have. And if the t challenge didn't happen, the penalty wouldn't exist. If the you know, penalty existed, the challenge wouldn't have happened. But anyway, um, and it was funny because uh, one of my teachers at school, he was telling me he was like two rows out from the Tigers bench. And you could literally see the Tigers players on the bench and they're celebrating when they think they've won. And as the penalty comes along and you can just, he said, you could just see all of them put their heads and their hands and just know it was over because they were able to get the tunneling jocks and be able to be awarded the penalty. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the big, big controversy, obviously. Unfortunately it happens every weekend or every week. There's always some big news that come out. And uh, unfortunately, the Cowboys was the, the brunt of that. And um, look, the Cowboys have always had those calls goes against them as well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Extensive. They've also, yeah, yeah, they've also had the, the copped, the hard end of the stick uh, from the refs. And so I'm sure some of the greats or some of the current players, the Cowboys are like, well, that's not us. Usually we're copping that sort of yeah. treatment. But I'm sure they were so happy to walk away with the win. Uh, I mean, it was at one point there, Fox Lee showed Todd Payton's face. I mean, he couldn't believe it. He thought he was highway robbery. I could tell you that right now. He was absolutely stunned that it came away. But um, look, I felt bad for Tigers fans. And I did say at the start of the podcast that I'm not going to apologize. But as a well, Cowboys fan, he had this real, prepared. He uh, had it prepared, I tell you. He had. <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry, Tigers fans, for what happened and what... Are, are you apologising um, now? Yeah, it's holding back my words. I am apologising. It was... Now I think about it. it, it they got hard done by. Yeah, look, I don't necessarily... I'm not apologising for the Cowboys. I'm apologising on part of the refs. I think the refs uh, should be the ones that are taking it. I mean, the bunker is what let it happen. Um... I mean, Chad Townsend would have done any player, would have done any other player would have done, gone up and said, right, we'll challenge that. We're going to try and win this game as much as we can. Yep. 
It wasn't his fault. The ref, all he had to do was turn around and say, hey, mate, did stop play. It's end of game. You know, just walk off. It's done. Yep. Full game. Um, but no, he had to go, righto, yeah, let's give you the challenge and let's go. But yeah, that's that's what I have to say. So, yeah. Fair point, 40. Fair, fair point. Yep. Um, <laughs> and with that, I think it's time to end this week's episode. Yes. Uh, yes. It's been great having you on, honestly. Yep. You made Thank me you. think a lot, 40. Honestly. Oh, oh, mate, I've had to think a lot. And, mate, I tell you what, straight my brain power for the night. Oh, I think my last two brain cells have closed and collapsed right now. So, Well, with that 40, what do we love? We love the great game of rugby league, mate. Love That's that what we 40, love. 40. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks for joining no, me. Thank you. Thank you for having me, mate. It was a great pleasure.